Hello and welcome to another episode of This A for Life. I am your host, Alison Smanoff, and I'm joined once again by my co-host, Rachel Hibbert. Hello. And Susan Cabman. Good evening. Um, now, I lied last week because I said that we were going to get back to normal this week, um, <laughs> but our lives have become very hectic. So it's going to be another short, sharp episode this week. But before we kind of start talking footy, Hiba, you have a new member of the family. He's of oh. the four-legged variety. How has your first week with Gavin been? So Gavin and I uh, had a bit of a tumultuous start, largely because um, <laughs> <laughs> the dog I chose was not the dog that was delivered to me uh, last Wednesday. It's <laughs> amazing. Uh, so... And this would only happen to me, Alison, Patty, dear <laughs> listeners, but I um, finally bite the bullet to spend a lot of money on something that is quite a responsibility and what comes out the other end is not what I thought it was. Um, so I actually went to training on Wednesday and the dog hadn't arrived yet because it was um, on transport down from Swan Hill. And so my partner and my housemate received the dog uh, at about 7pm. Uh, and weren't to know exactly what they were looking for in Gavin. And when I got home that evening, I didn't even pick up that uh, this dog looks slightly <laughs> different to what <laughs> I had chosen. And long story short, original Gavin is somewhere with a family in Point Cook, and I have ended up with Buddy, who I am very attached to and who now goes by the name of Gavin. Uh, and... Just opened his eyes then when I said his name. So we are mm. in love. Mm. We're in love. And uh, I'll, I'll uh, yeah, so Ali, you've got a couple of photos for our listeners to see what Gavin actually looks like too. Yes, well, He's I will pretty be damn cute. definitely sharing those on the socials this week. Um, well, <laughs> so pleased for you, Hiba, even if it was a bit of a tumultuous start. Um, and welcome <laughs> welcome to the This AFL Life family, Gavin. Yes, he's stoked to be here. He's uh, got one eye open. <laughs> Don't we all? Don't we all? <laughs> yeah. So, how are we both? Just a quick check in. Um, I'm I'm pretty well, Alison. Thank you. Um, I'm tired from getting up to Lil Gav at the wee hours of the morning. Um, but excited because we had another win on the weekend in the BFW. Yes. Uh, yes. So the Falky Falks are two and two, which is huge because we didn't get that far last year. So very exciting. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Still recovering from the excitement of the weekend's um, win. I'm all right. Uh, life is busy, as you said, Alison. So trying to find that balance between footy and life and I guess friends um is, is difficult at the moment <laughs> so um I'm not watching as much footy as I would like but that's okay um because it's still all, all around me and I get lots of hot takes from everyone around me which is exciting too um I think from a few people reached out to me, Alison, to make sure that everyone was all okay on the pod after listening mm. to last week's episode. So thanks to those who did reach out. Can confirm everything is okay. We just had a, 
a little um <clears throat> needed a little break just to sort of get things back on track so but do appreciate the love from all of our listeners just mm. checking in it was really nice of you all yep i i agree thank you very much um, and just quickly Hiba, you also kicked a snag i did kick a snaggaroo i did yes yeah, I somehow found myself open 35 metres out and Stefo delivered it. And to be fair, when I was lining up, I did have a second of like, geez, it's a long way, isn't it? Um, but, yeah, kicked it. Oh, he Very exciting. Post high, mate. You made the distance easily. <laughs> I'm not sure about that, Al, but um, maybe it was <laughs> Look, the angle it was just, I'm just saying it was, it, it was a decent kick. I was there. It was a decent it kick. It was a decent kick. Yeah. Yeah. It was a good, good stab. But uh the uh it was quickly shot down um by me being snipered um by thin air <laughs> in the I think it was the third quarter. Um I just tripped over my shoelaces and there was no one around me and I heard a f- maybe four or five of my teammates laugh. And when I got home I had a message from um Dicko. Um, that just said 54.03 and I knew exactly that she meant I needed to go to 54 minutes and three seconds on huddle to watch myself stack it. <laughs> so highs and lows of the weekend, guys. Highs and lows. <laughs> All highs. I don't know. All highs. You've got to be there to entertain, aren't you, Hib? We enjoyed I it in the so. coach's box. Oh, dear. We're all watching. All of us were staring right at you when you did it. Because <laughs> Jess definitely had just taken an intercept mark. It wasn't, don't worry. So AFLW action on the weekend, there were some pretty interesting results. Um, the first one that I'm going to talk about is the D's. 88-point winners over Frio. Daisy Pierce, if you don't mind, kicking five goals. Now it was it was a really one sided game and um, Frio obviously weren't at full strength. They were decimated the last minute with um, COVID, um, but Melbourne were. It was a really one sided game, but they were just superb to watch. It was yeah. just beautiful footy. It it really really was, and um, I would like to give credit to their midfield as well, just absolutely delivering it into the forward line with such ease and purpose. And Lily Mithen had an absolute cracker. Mm. I was watching it and I was just like, Lily, 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 Lily. She was everywhere. And Daisy just, I know the conversation started about whether that means is this her last season or not because she's so damn good. Um, but it did generate some conversation around the socials about um, when when you're performing that well, what does it mean? Mm. Um, another interesting result, I thought, was Brisbane and North. Brisbane mm. winning by 36 points. Like they really just took control of the game. And which is, yeah, I, I kind of expected North to, to be a bit closer, especially when it got moved to Melbourne. Yeah, I think I even tipped North. Um, I really backed them in after a couple of really convincing games. Um, but, Alison, every year, Brisbane, we we second-guess them. Yep. Um, they were really dominant. Yeah. Um, one 
lower scoring but really good quality game. I thought it was the Crows' first calling, but I thought, to be honest, Collingwood did better than I thought. They have, I know they had a big win last week, but the really Crows are in really good form, and I just feel like, um, you know, beating Adelaide in Adelaide is very hard. <laughs> um, mm. And I just think, you know, the Pies were in it the whole game. And, oh, it got right down to the last, I think it was like the last, I think Chloe Malloy kicked a goal out two minutes from the end, or three mm. minutes from the end or something. And then there was two points in it, um, which was just super exciting. Um, and it was just battle of two champion teams and some very champion players and I think all of um you know Adelaide's best stood up as they do mm. when they need to um but also it was a real I mean with I mean Collingwood are doing pretty well considering injuries to some really key players this season and I think it's been a bit of a um, opportunity for some some of the younger players to step up and really show what they've got and I think you know, there's points where I just don't think Collingwood are missing, you know. Well, I mean, they're obviously missing sort of Breed Davey and now Benici and some of these key players like that. But I thought that they did a really great job all across the ground um, on the weekend, Collingwood. And just um, I was really willing them to get over the line, to be honest, just because I thought they deserved it. But um, yeah. kudos to Adelaide, still on top with some ridiculous percentage. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, you know, they're looking the goods again, as they do most years. Very yeah. consistent. Mm. Um, a mammoth effort from that game was Ruby Schleicher. So she's obviously in Collingwood's back line. Um, first mm. All-Australian was last year. But she had 31 disposals and 10 marks. Um, that just says a lot about the pressure that she she um, produced against one of, if not the best, forward lines in the competition. Um, so that was epic from from Schleicher. And, um, yeah, the percentage that Melbourne produced on the weekend has put them really, really close to, to Adelaide. I think they're yeah. on 199% to Adelaide's 203. So they yeah. really closed that gap and now the, the race is on to see who gets uh, a home final. Mm. That one, that, yeah. that final spot. And, you know, Anna, Anna, the top two get a week off in the first week, so... Mm. Um, what do you think the Western Bulldogs are doing this week? They've finished all of their games. Ah, no, they haven't. Oh, no, God. they they actually do play another game. Do they? Because if you look at the tipping upcoming games, tipping, <laughs> they actually play Brisbane in Ballarat on Sunday. What round is that considered? Well, I don't know what round that is considered because the the <laughs> fixture on the on the AFLW app has just like they've just it's packed round up. Two. They've just packed up and gone home. Seriously, um, it's, it's round, round two. two. There you go. So sorry, <laughs> they actually I they do. Were done. They do actually play, but the Bulldogs do have a chance to make the top six if they win, if they beat Brisbane Collingwood and Collingwood lose to Richmond, then they can jump into sixth spot, I believe, if the ladder on the app is up to date. <laughs> wow. Um, kind of think 
both of those things are unlikely to happen, but there's yeah. always a chance because, you know, look, Brisbane have <laughs> have to come back down to Victoria again after yeah. playing here last week. And we did watch Western Bulldogs beat Adelaide in Adelaide, so yep. anything can happen. Anything can happen. And Tigers, could, they could get up. Wow. I reckon they could, like really and truly. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, often like when it's the last game of the season, you know, you kind of, there's nothing to lose. If you're not going to make finals, mm. you have absolutely nothing to lose. You can just throw everything at them, ruin mm. their season. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Tear them down. Mm. Richmond wow. is also an, another team that's had some pretty key, key injuries to really key players who have actually like, they've done They've done very well. I mean, I know they're kind of hanging out in the middle of the ladder, but all things considered, I think Richmond, I think I'm interested to know whether Richmond would think this season was kind of a pass or a yeah. not a fail, but um, mm. yeah. I wonder where they saw themselves at the start of the season and mm. if they've met those expectations at all. I know there's, there's a few very winnable, like close games that they could have easily won too, you know what I mean, like a kick in them sort of game. So. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think they're too far off. I agree, Caddy, completely. I feel like they've I feel like they've taken another step in their development for sure. Mm. For teams like Richmond's in particular, keeping some sort of semblance of a team together over this mm. next madness of a few months will be the key to their next season. Like like all of them, but particularly teams who have really invested and built and built and built to then have, you know, the core taken out of that would be really detrimental, like really devastating for mm. I think, a team it's, like Richmond. It's almost as if the AFL have to stamp some rules about how much a team list can change because otherwise you're going to decimate the competition over the next few seasons again and mm. we're going to be seeing this rampage happen yet again where there's three really dominant teams and the rest are all just trying. Mm. Well, that that is a good segue because some news that came about yesterday being Wednesday, um, which made our group chat go off um, with voice messages, which is quite fun. <laughs> Should have been a phone call, really. <laughs> <laughs> but um, the age reported that the AFLW season is going to be brought forward to August. And it hasn't been confirmed yet, but apparently the AFL Commission has informed clubs that that is what is going to happen. And that just means they only have four months break between the end of season six and the start of season seven. Now, I have many thoughts and feelings about this. Um, some negative some positive um how what what's your what's your both of you what's your initial reaction i have also have many thoughts the positive of this is that we have been complaining about having a season in summer and Mm. how detrimental it has been to on the players and the game and the, the fans And so they've done what we've asked and they've put it at a reasonable time for football to be played. But the burnout is going to be unfathomable. We're not going to understand what 
is happening come August when you've got people who've been playing pretty much non-stop for the last 18 months through a season and then pre-pre-season and then a pre-season and then through the summer, the people who are in the grand final will have six weeks off before a pre-season starts. Mm. That's just stupid. Um, and I'm, I'm, uh, I feel sorry for the expansion clubs who will undoubtedly be in a bit of panic at the moment about needing to find immediate structure around how to recruit players and signing coaches and, you know, how do you sign players without having the coach of who, who you're going to play under, that kind of thing. And I think it's the right step, but I think it needs to happen next year. And I think you need to give clubs time to settle into th- that structure and that timeline. Um, and it gives those older bodies time to recover and maybe have another crack at the game. Um, I don't know. What do you think, Caddy? What was your initial reaction? Um, <laughs> my initial reaction was, oh, great, now all the AFL W players will be pulled out of the VFW. <laughs> they <laughs> can't play. True. They cannot play VFW now if they're playing again in August. That was truthfully my first reaction. Um, yeah, good for the Falcons. And then, Falcons <laughs> <laughs> first, always. Um, and then I thought, um, I mean, I think like let's take the wins when we have them. We can't complain when they come. But mm. holy shit. These expansion clubs in particular have got a real battle ahead of them. The thing that I um I think I'm comforted by the fact that they appear to have consulted with players and clubs about this and they seem to be all on board. I think the players are happy would be much happier playing at that time mm. of year. Right. And in all honesty, at some point this gap is going to have to happen you know what I mean like there's going to be there's going to have to be this silliness of two you know a very two very seasons very close to, together doing it in the year of the expansion teams interesting but mm. um yeah I think it's it's only a good thing but it's a lot to ask of the players and the support staff because I know the coaches for example many mm. of them have dual either dual roles in the AFL club AFLM program and the AFLW program and now they literally don't have a break because that's the only break is they get is the end of AFLM um, season. Um, so I feel for them but I also feel for the players like a lot of them have to take time off work to play. They have to really mm-hmm. rearrange their lives and it's a lot for them to, you know, they really, so they've made that commitment for however many months and it's going to be finished. They would have had that commitment, you know, mm. by the end mm. of March, all of them, will, most of them will be, you know, back in boring old real life with the rest of us. Um, but to then have to figure out what that looks like as part-time athletes to then put that commitment pretty much turn back straight back around and start a preseason again and get going again. Mm. Oof, that's a lot to ask. And mm. lastly, my, my last thought was you got the expansion teams coming in, which is going to decimate all teams, um, as we know. It's going to be a heap of movement in the offseason. How do you make a whole list gel in a short period of time when there, there's already t- sore and tired bodies? Um, 
you know, people have really, this, like we've acknowledged how tough this season has been for players, both physically and mentally. How is that? That's like, seems like the perfect storm. I don't know. Like it's really, it's a lot. It's a lot. That's my thoughts. Mm. That was a bit of a rant, sorry. No, no, it's good. I mean, it's kind of like that's how we've all been processing this information. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's good, it's bad. I don't know mm. how to feel, but it's good, but it's bad. I don't know yeah. how to feel. I just. Al, what did you think? Well, I mean, my my initial thought always just goes to the players and especially especially fringe players. And actually, not even fringe players because, like, Steph Kiyochi, for example, took long service leave to play this season, you know. Yeah. So what yeah. does she do when a season has to start in August? Like mm. you only have so much long service leave, but also other players that have moved heaven and earth away from footy just to be able to play and called in favours at work, working part-time, making sacrifices for this 10-week season, which yeah. you can, like it's not it's not a sustainable model, but, you, you know, you, you maybe can do that for for. 10 weeks out of the year, but now they're going to have to scramble and try and do that again. So like it, 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 for me, it keeps coming back to if you're going to make these kind of really drastic and quick changes with little notice, you have to compensate the players. Like yes. they're the ones putting on the show. Um, the other thought yeah. I had was around, you know, do clubs even know what the expansion rules are? when are they going to be laid out? Because it's going to be absolutely mental off-season. It's going to be yeah. manic. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, and the other, the other one, actually, uh, our friend Brad Hill tweeted, he, he mentioned, does this have any effect on the, on the draft age? And if you were, you know, the top age draft talent expecting to be drafted at the end of the end of the year for a season that starts in December, but now you might be too young for a season that starts in August. You know, are they, do we have any information around what this year's draft is going to look like? Are those players going to have to wait? Yeah. To 2023. And also they, um, when, when do they play football then as well? If, yeah. Because VFL won't be playing and, over and August. That's, that's the other thing. It's like you make this change, what's the knock-on effect? When, do the, when, mm. when does the VFLW season occur then? When, do, mm. when does the, the NAB League girls season occur? You know, <laughs> yeah. you can't just make, this is the thing that frustrates me, is that there doesn't seem to be a long-term plan with measured steps. It's just they make a decision and everything has to, everyone else has to play catch up. So if they're going to, mm. I mean, we all agree, like we want this, we want the players to be playing in winter because it is a winter sport. I think it is, a, I think it's a, a great move. August is probably a great time for them to start, but I just don't understand why they didn't just, why they didn't stagger it. Like if they yes. do want to bring it forward, this year make it October, then the following year you can make it August. You know, you need to mm. give players at least six months space between seasons, I think. I, I agree. And I think it's interesting um, because on the on the plus side, the players will now be getting paid for the time that they have already been putting in 
to the AFLW season. So when we think about the pre-season, the pre-pre-season starts, yeah. yeah, that officially starts in October. They're already doing things in July and August, and clubs are telling them when they can and can't play VFLW. So the good thing is they're getting paid. The bad thing is, oh, sorry, and the other good thing is they get half of December and a bit of a summer break. So that's great. But the bad thing about that is, again, that it doesn't necessarily align with the rest of the country's football. Like August is when all of the um, your, your local footy and community footy is finished, you know, Oh, it's so baffling. And like there's there's 19-year-olds. God, Brad makes a really good point saying that, you know, what about those kids who are in year 12 this year and they thought they were going to nominate at the end of the year, but they've missed that. And then they have to go through the draft next year with a whole other batch of, of players. So I think they'd, you know, that, that'll really hurt the expansion clubs as well because they might not even be able to pick up those those players unless they bring the age down who oh boy so yeah so i guess we just um watch this space and see if it gets confirmed by the league and yeah i just um my heart goes out to all, all of the players that have had this mm. news um sprung on them um and and the yeah. clubs too expansion teams it's um yeah it's mayhem it's, it's mayhem, mayhem. Yeah, my main my heart really goes out to the players who will now miss two seasons from season ending, like from large injuries. Like that is just yeah, that's really hard. Yeah, let may I spin it in a different way? My fr- friend of the pod, Jesse, um, we had a chat today at work. Um, mad, mad, mad demon supporter keeps going on about the demons gonna do the double this year opposed to him is this now the opportunity for the demons you know to win the quadruple in one year (laughs) yeah because if you talk to any bloody demon supporter they'll tell you that they reckon they're gonna get another aflm premiership this year and (laughs) they're pretty confident in the aflw team too to be honest so you know could there be some sort of ridiculous outcome like that well, maybe, maybe. Who bloody knows. Mm. Um, yeah, so keeping this short and sharp again this week, just looking ahead to the weekend's games, like I said earlier, there may not be a hell of a lot of ladder movement in terms of affecting who is in the finals. But mm. have you got your eyes on any games this weekend? Uh, I will be really interested to see Collingwood Richmond as we've already discussed tonight mm-hmm. um it's at Vic Park which is an, a ground known to both teams they've played there a few times so be very interested to see that and the Frio Suns game I'll be very interested to see whether or not Fremantle bring back anyone who might have been in that seven day COVID isolation bubble without having trained yeah uh, because when you think about times seven days brings you to Saturday, then they've got a game on um, Sunday evening. I don't know if they will have been doing anything in isolation. Um, So I'm just looking forward to seeing Frio's structure um, and also if it means that there are some more younger players getting another run at an AFLW level. Like I'm all for it, especially against the Suns. Um, It might be a really good, really good game. 
for them to be a part of. What about you guys? I would love to see some other teams who haven't had any wins just throw everything out at the games on the weekend, like really just give it everything. Like I'm really, I mean, Saints have the Saints have the capability to really give it to the Crows. Like, yeah, they really do. You know, you know, like why not just try and trip one of these finals teams up? I'd love to see. I'd love to see a real upset. Yeah, I really love it. Like the Saints or the Eagles or like, I don't know. I just really love to see a bit of an upset just to, you know, make things a little bit interesting. For the, yeah. Don't let the finals teams just stroll in, you know. I reckon you've got to be, beat them up a little bit in this last round if you've yeah. got the chance and really show others and also your supporters what you got for next season, which is soon. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> it's just around the corner. Yeah. Just in four months. <laughs> Um, I'm also super keen to see the doggies lions game. I think that's going to be really interesting because mm. uh, the doggies will be going hell for leather to to get over the line. Although, yes, if Collingwood win the day before, they may already know that they can't make it. So, and they might go even more hell for hell for leather. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Katie, who would you prefer to win out of GWS or Geelong? I tip Geelong. I think cool. that um, yeah, I. Uh, I've been disappointed in the Giants this season. Like I've already yeah. said that. Um, I suspect they're going to be very different looking next season, um, mm-hmm. which is also a shame. But I love the Cats to have a little win against them. You know, I think it'd be really good for Geelong to go into next season with that little bit of momentum. Um, they've mm-hmm. shown a fair bit across the year, like more than I expected. So, mm-hmm. yeah, bit of a surprise that I have gone that way, but. And Parker is out you too. To, I know exactly. Yeah. What's the point? <laughs> <laughs> um, that's uh, all we've got time for this week. Um, we, I, I swear, I swear on my life that next week we will get back to normal and we will start answering your questions again. If you like, you can even get a head start and you can start sending yes. them to us now. Um, maybe we'll do the whole show where we just answer questions. That's probably yes. for the best. There we go. Yeah, agreed. <laughs> That's the next show. <laughs> so as soon as this drops, you've heard this, send us a question. Um, we'll collate them during the week. If you don't Excellent. know, you can contact us at This AFL Life on Instagram and Twitter. Um, but thank you, both of you, again. It's a bit of a late one tonight um, after I got home from training. So thank you very much and we'll see you next week. Yes, pleasure. Go footy. Yay, footy. See ya. See ya.